Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCKpod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at TCKpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Welcome. Um, this show is called the Candlestick Kids Podcast. Sometimes we call it TCK because that's a mouthful and we don't want to spit it all out. Uh-huh. I'm doing nuts. Said. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> he always wants to spit it out. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm Dewey's Nuts. That's my name right there. You can find me on Twitter. We've got some guests with us today. Look, wait. Look at how fancy this shit is. I made a a little whoa special guest host. Gabe's not here, which is fine. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Los, you're always here. I didn't think, I didn't think Javar really existed, and here he is, <laughs> right next to me. This that motherfucker. Yes, you know, Ye- years in the making for you and you and me to get on a show together. So, um, I hope you're ready to have some fun. I hope that's fucking whiskey in that that Brandon tumbler that you've got there. Oh, I like the plug. I like the plug. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. He's holding it just right, too. Label out. That's what they exactly. Teach right. <laughs> Label out. Hey, guys. So to, in today's episode, this is this is a, a series that we do on TCK. It's called the Stat Rat Episodes. And in essence, what we do here um, is we tell people that they're they are wrong about whatever take that they have, right? So we look at some takes like David Montgomery was running back four last year because that's where he finished. And we just use a statistical argument to tell you why you're wrong. So I hope you brought a lot of stats today. This is a numbers-based show. I had LQ on here last week, and when I let him say hello, he just went on and on about how numbers are stupid. So let's not do that. Oh, no. Let's not do that. I am all analytics, all analytics over here. I think my pod... Pod mates will tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I'm the guy that's looking at PFF stats and trying to look at, look, you know, find the stuff in between that nobody's really looking at. So that's this is right up my alley. Do. That's what we do here. So I hope you're going to blow me away with some stats about your guy. In today's show, 
we're looking at just like we did last week. We're looking at some second year guys. You know, we got the rookie draft or we got the NFL draft coming up here. Um, so I thought it'd be fun to kind of look back to last year's rookie class uh, and, and just pick out some guys that the general consensus is wrong about. OK, so um, LQ and I last week, we hit a couple of a couple of running backs that we think folks are wrong about today. I think we're going to do some wide receivers, maybe hit another running back. We're just going to tell you why the consensus is wrong about these young kids and why they're either going to either going to perform better than you expect or they're going to fall on their face and take your team down with them. But uh, we'll get to all that. Before we do, I want to tell you guys that I made a big purchase today and I'm very fucking excited about it. Let me very, okay. Um, I went out and I spent $13. Okay. You know what I can get for $13 these days? Not a lot of stuff. Lot no, of but you, can, you can buy a you can buy a domain name. Okay. Ooh. Do you want to know the domain name that I purchased today? Uh, yes. Okay. I purchased the don domain name ffnsession.com because y'all let it fucking expire. <laughs> so You're such a troll. Shut up, man. <laughs> domain name. Uh, we'll talk later. You're going to give me Austin Eckler on this dynasty trade, and I'll give Wait you your a fucking second. Domain Wait a second. Wait a second, bro. Uh, you will be hearing from our lawyers because we definitely <laughs> have that domain locked up. Did it? So get out of here. It says right, it was expired, so I went and bought it. Now it's oh, just going to no. cost, cost you an Austin Eckler to get it back. Okay? <laughs> but we'll talk guy. about that off the air. We don't need, we don't need to go into that. I, guess I don't know who your, I don't your IT guy you. is, but he's <laughs> fallen flat on his face. <laughs> All right, that out of the way, um, I guess we should probably talk fantasy football. Before we get into our topics, though, uh, I'm going to give you guys just a bullet point, just uh, rip off a list of some news, and I want you to tell me which of these pieces of news, when you heard it, um, whenever it came out, uh, got you you sitting up straight and thinking for a second about what was going on here because maybe it had some implications, or maybe it was just a big piece of news, surprising piece of news, okay? Um, so, so here's the list. Javar, you're going to tell me which of these shocked you most first. Uh, here we go. Jadavian Clowney is now a Cleveland Brown. Giovanni Bernard, a Tampa Bay Buck. James Conner is an Arizona Cardinal. Cordero Patterson is, is going to be one of your boys in Atlanta Falcon here in a couple minutes. Rise up. Deshaun Watson's up to 22 lawsuits now. And apparently Aaron Donald – Got bumped into at the Boom Boom Room, broke dude's nose, his eye socket, 16 stitches in the guy's face, and a busted up arm. So he's about to get some charges pressed against him. Of all those pieces of news, which one grabbed your attention off of the headlines first, Javar? So I'm gonna split it up. Fantasy wise, what grabbed you know my headline was the two running backs that you, you mentioned. And then real real life is the legal situations with Aaron Donald and, and Watson right now. Those are two, the the four that grab my situation that I'm more you know worried about. You said pick one. You picked four, bro. <laughs> he picked three. He said it was four. I don't know what kind of beer y'all drink in Atlanta. What the hell is going on here? Number, <laughs> what, was the thing that excited, what was the thing that surprised you most? Oh, these four things. All of the shit you Definitely. listed. Everything. So, Javar, let me ask you. Between those two backs um, signing on those two teams, Giovanar, James Conner, does does one of those two guys excite you? Are you do you think there's some value going to be there, or totally deflate some value that you saw coming? Like, what was your reaction to those? Well, with Giovanni, kind of just 
I don't know. It's a lot of backs over there. It's kind of just all, all the touches over there. Then with Connor, it's more of uh, exciting to see what is this going to be. Is it competition for Chase Edmonds, or is it Connor has, you know, a complete front-runner role? So it makes it an interesting situation for uh, Chase Edmonds and Connor. They value could rise or fall in the upcoming, um, before the, in the upcoming season. Yeah. Um, he'll be the he'll have the role to himself for a week and a half, and then he'll get hurt. I guess. Los, which exactly. piece of news stands out to you um, w- when you first read it? It's easily the Aaron Donald situation because it is very shocking to me that anybody would even think about trying that guy. Like, I mean, <laughs> how many how drunk are do you have to be to try right. Aaron Donald, bro? All right, let me ask you: Did you see the? Uh, Video footage of the offense tackle, oh, offense tackle for the Oakland Raiders, who was at Walmart trying to fight. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right, oh, that's he, different he, though. He basically got laid out, so maybe it's like a six six dude. He get laid out by pe- probably a six foot dude. That's my literally just laid out job. Yeah, but Aaron is a different. Maybe a two fifty guy made of like maybe fifty percent fat, and then Aaron Donald is a two hundred fifty guy that's made of like one percent fat, bro. This is a totally different situation, bro. <laughs> Forged fucking steel. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck with Aaron Donald, but look, they yes. were at the boom boom room i'm sure some shit was going down he wasn't of sound mind also there's got to be some like in the back of your head there's one of three things that could have been running through this guy's mind one would be like oh my god what a fucking great story if i can get a couple of good shots in on aaron fucking donald i'm gonna get my dick real wet on that story for years to come okay two maybe he was thinking Oh my God, what a fucking cool story if I get the shit kicked out of me by Aaron fucking Donald. Um, probably not going to get my dick real wet, but at least I get to tell it around the campfire for years to come when I go to my kid's Boy Scouts fucking meeting or whatever. Or or three, I don't remember what three was. <laughs> three is three. You only need two. Hey, look, look, three is if I get my ass whooped by Aaron Donald. I'm gonna be paid. That's what it is. Yes, he's gonna. Yeah, yeah. and that's gonna happen. Yeah. Motherfucker's gonna get his. Okay? Did you see his eye? He's definitely gonna get paid. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, for I a couple days. I'm pretty sure he's not gonna see how that after a couple days. But just to just to touch We're up good. on uh, something else y'all mentioned too, man. Uh, James Conner to Arizona. When that when I heard about that news, that automatically made me want to go buy Chase Edmonds because, like you mentioned, already, Dewey's, he's gonna get about a week and a half of the starting row. And he's going to get hurt. And if he doesn't get hurt, we've seen him be average for the last two years. So, I mean, I just tells you they're not going to they're going not going to spend an early draft pick on a running back now that they got James right. Conner. So they might get a later running back. But I think Chase Edmonds is a nice sleeper, nice guy you can get. That's uh, and his value is probably you know lowered with this with this uh, acquisition. So that's somebody I'm looking to target right now. My dynasty leagues. This is one of these. This is one of these situations that uh, as soon as it happened, um, I start looking forward to training camp. I don't know if there's going to be a training camp this year. Uh, but the thing that I always like about training camp is whenever somebody gets hyped, the guy behind him's value falls a lot. And I think that's going to end up happening mm-hmm. for Chase Edmonds because the guy, the coaching staff is going to go ape shit about James Conner at camp if there is an in-person camp. That's the time to buy Edmonds, man. I know his value was dipping a little bit as people expected them to go out and draft somebody, but – um, they won't draft anybody. His value will spike and it'll tail off again, I think, around training camp time. So, like, I just write it on my calendar, right? I make an appointment in my Google calendar. I say, go trade for Chase Edmonds in the middle of in the middle of camp. I'm going to take a shot. Who's with me? Uh, 
Are you Javar? Uh, like, uh, uh, drink. Yeah, Los, you're, you're smoking or something. <laughs> Y'all don't have to drink liquor with me. I'm I'm an alcoholic, so I'm just gonna keep doing it. <laughs> day, bro. All right, so that's a little bit of news for you guys. We're gonna go ahead and jump into um, our second year players here. Again, our whole goal is to tell you that you're wrong about something. So uh, right. who, who wants to kick this off? Not you, the, the the general public. You see that that big number zero right over here? All those people watching are wrong. So, <laughs> so All right. who, who wants I, to I'll go there? first. Yeah. So the guy I want to talk about is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, sophomore running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. So as of now, he's going at 407 um, in redraft, according to Fantasy Football Calculator. Seventh sophomore running back off the board behind Jonathan Taylor, um, James Robinson, Swift, Gibson, Aker, and Dobbins. Some other notable names is Sanders, Montgomery, and Kareem Hunt, who's, I mean, he's good, but he's not even starting on his own team. Yeah. So just to give you some numbers, because this is a number show, right? Yes, sir. Out of this 2020 running back class, he was third in yards at the contact per attempt, third in missed tackles force, tied for third in carries that went 10-plus yards, Third in targets, tied for first in routes run, second in elusive rating, third in yards at the contact per reception. I could just keep going. So yeah. you look at the analytics, it's, it's really no reason to for him to be the seventh running back drafted. I know that was a great class, but come on. So he was top three in almost every analytical category. And not only that, when you do watch the film, I mean, he was one of the most electric players. He made somebody miss pretty much every time he made the first guy miss when he was running the rock. Also, he's due for some positive regression. So PFF has this thing called expected production. I don't know the formula they use. They explained it one time, but I don't get it, but I do get it. But anyway, uh-huh. J- uh, Jonathan Taylor's, Robinson, Dobbins, Swift, they all beat their expected production. So they scored over what they were expected to score last year. It was only Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Cam Akers who underperformed that. So he's uh, due for some positive regression. So why is his value clouded? I think the first reason is he only scored five total touchdowns. So we're, you know, we do this. We study the game. So we know how fickle touchdowns can be. I think a lot of the casual fans don't realize how fickle touchdowns can be. They're just looking at that final uh, number. So they're like, oh, yeah, he, he, he didn't score a lot of points. So let's draft these other guys over him. Um, I don't think that's the case. I think he's due for some more touchdowns. Um, in terms of how many carries he was getting last year. Um, second reason and the big reason, which is I believe his value is clouded, is they brought in washed up ass Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I was so pissed when this happened, bro. So pissed, bro. Because I was a CH truther last year. I'm still the CH truther, but I was pissed. So in weeks one through six, before Bell got there, he averaged 22 opportunities per game and 14 half points per game. In the seven games with Bell, that opportunity dropped to 14 per game and 10 and a half point, um, points per game. But now that he has an actual offseason to get acclimated with the system, because I still don't think they unlocked him as a receiver just yet. Like, I think he could actually run routes out here. So, you know, they, a lot of people argue that, you know, they never had Patrick Mahomes. He likes to go down the field. I think he won't go, he won't be no deep threat like Tyreek Hill, but I think he's good enough to run routes and be included in this receiving tree. Um, so he has that and he doesn't have washed up bell no more. So he's going as the seventh sophomore running back off the board. And he's going behind, like I said, Kareem Hunt, who's not even starting on his own team. 
I think he's going to crush that ADP. Great value to me, man. If he stays at that ADP, I'm getting. I'm going to have Kyle Rizzolero on every single team. The big issue is the red zone with this guy, right? Like he see he can't fucking get it done. That's why that touchdown number was so low. Not because not because he uh, didn't get the opportunities to score, which I, he kind of didn't. After week one, he showed the world that LSU was right to take him out on every red zone possession they had the year so, prior. You didn't hear, Luis? What's what's that? He's allergic to the red zone. <laughs> oh no! See, and, I, and that's not, I don't think he got a fair shake either because he got all the carries week one, right? And we saw how he was being tackled in the backfield that week. So Zero I yards. Think offensive line. I think their offensive line had a little bit to do with it, but like he really didn't get that many opportunities in that five, from that five yard line anymore. After that, they brought in Le'Veon Bell shortly after. They were using Daryl Williams. So, like I said, another year in this offense. I think they're gonna. I think he's that touchdown is going to go up. I don't think he's I think one score. of the crazy things about what you said is when Bell came in, yeah, his his uh, volume just tanked. But if you look at the numbers, it's not like Bell was getting a shitload of that work. Like they all of a sudden decided to split it up with Bell and and like you said, Daryl, Darrell, Daryl, whatever his name is, Williams. Like it's not like they just said, okay, Bell's here, let's give him a bunch. Instead, they just said, now we've got more guys. Let's just exactly. share with the room. It was really strange. It really was. I think think it has something a lot to do with the shorting offseason, too, like why they wanted so many running backs in there. But hopefully, you know, hopefully that changes this year. I'm sorry, Javar, you go ahead, bro. The the one big thing I'm worried about is that I believe this organization wants the ball in that hundred million dollar man hands Mm. every play. That's that's what I'm scared of now. It's just like it, it just seems like every play. Damn near Mahomes is dropping back and they want the ball in his hands to make a sound situation. And, and that's that's why I feel like CEH um sealing his cap is because you got the best player in the world, your quarterback that gives you the ball. And the end zone situation is not the best situation right now. Now, if he's end up getting end zone carries and getting uh, some touchdowns, as, as Carlos said. Then the whole situation changed. He, but I believe he's gonna have to score touchdowns uh, unless Mahomes goes back to targeting the running backs, which he didn't do much last year. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, targeting, no, I mean, like I said, that's that was one of the arguments. I mean, one of the points I made, like targeting out the backfield. Yeah, he's not he's not gonna dump the pass, dump the balls off like that. But pause. But uh, if he's he's capable of running actual routes, lining up out wide and running actual routes. So I think if they use him more in that facet, then you know. That kind of can offset some of that. They gonna have Tyreek out there, AJ Green, and and, and uh, Kelsey, and I, I don't know who the other guys. I guess AJ Green's in Arizona, but you know. Oh, in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. Like, wait, did I miss something? Uh, <laughs> yeah. The nice, th- the nice thing for Ceh is that there's no competition. Like, they got rid of Bell and they brought in Elijah McGuire. Right? Like, this is a uh, this is a pretty wide open room like if he can just kind of have it Darrell Williams is still there um will they go out and get a day three running back to, to fill out some volume let them I mean like who cares mm. there is some argument to be made that CEH might have a real opportunity next year right. I think uh he's a fucking bum but oh no no so how do you feel I think <laughs> I think his running back two numbers what do you feel Carl? all that running back top one, 15 two, maybe maybe top end uh RB2. So but I definitely think his ceiling is still uh, RB1. With that high powered offense, like if he does hit on positive regression, 
in that high powered offense, I easily see him fizzing as RB one. Not the RB one, but an RB one. An RB. There's a lot to say about a good off. You always, it's always best to get either a, a guy on a good offense or a guy with a really shitty defense. Like defense, either one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the Chiefs' offense is going to be stellar. Like I, I think Javar's right. Like maybe a back end RB two. I don't want him as my RB two, but if he's sitting there in round, you know, four, middle of round four, and, and he's available, it's going to be hard not to take him there because mm-hmm. because of the potential ceiling of the offense, and he is an electric player. So you're not totally wrong there, Lowe's. Just so, out of, so of the seven, well, I named ten running backs. He was name, going name running backs around his ADP with them. So so he's going after James, uh, Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson, Dobbins, Swift. Uh, after um, after Akers, pretty much the last out of all the running backs last year, the good running backs, he's going as the last one. And then he's going after Miles Sanders, Montgomery, and Kareem Hunt. So okay, which I'm of those guys? Yeah, I think the only ones there? I would take over him are Jonathan Taylor, Akers, Not- and Wright, and him and Gibson I'm still split on because McKissick is still out there. He's He could, he could definitely be unleashed too next year. But they're, I think they're, they're you can go either way with those two. Well, I, I, McKissick is – I don't think he's really going to be a thing because they got um, a boy from uh, from Carolina. He's mm-hmm. a much better um, athlete. Curtis Samuel. Yes, Curtis Samuel is a much better athlete than McKissick. He's going to take over that whole role right there. So it's no more McKissick to me. I feel like McK- the new McKissick is um, Curtis Samuel. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's going to take targets away from yeah. him. I love that fucking Curtis Samuel. You are wrong about uh, one guy that you didn't list there, and it, it just makes me think you didn't watch my show last week, which really fucking insults me. Sorry, bro. I've been, I've been busy, man. I've been busy. <laughs> what, what's your name, though? What's your name? Dobbins is, Dobbins is going to oh. be fucking ridiculous. He plays for the greatest run game offensive coordinator that ever existed. But definitely some arguments against Dobbins. Go Chris ahead. Edwards I, is one, so you know he's not going to be the workhorse. And then you have another running back in Lamar Jackson who's going to be taking carries away from and getting a lot of those goal line touchdowns. Brother, I addressed every one of these concerns in last week's episode. Okay, well, I'll go back to watch, and then I'll come back on this show and argue that shit. We got got a first appearance. (laughs) Bring her over. Come on. Yeah, My kids are in bed because I'm a good father. I put my kids in bed. What time is it over there? Where, Where? I'm is in the same time Eastern? zone as you. Eastern? Okay. It's 8.30. I say Ooh. Michigan, and most people think Central because mm-hmm. we're a Midwest Midwest city. But, yeah. you know. Hey, you live in the South. My brother's about to move to Alabama. How should I feel about that? Uh, what part? The fucking redneck part. I don't know. Actually, ask Javar. He's actually living in Alabama right now. Javar, yeah, I'm in the University of Alabama. I'm in Tuscaloosa, so. Do you uh, fucking hate Alabama or I mean, is it the worst? Alabama, so anywhere that's, you know, kind of country, it's, it's a whole different vibe, you know. Other than, like, the nature parks that are nearby, there's really not much here unless it's snakes. Until it's, until it's football season. It's lit. It's lit. You got, you got snakes? No, nah, not really. I ain't seen no snakes out there. But You're not paying attention. They're fucking everywhere. All right. It's my turn. Can I do mine? I'm the host. Nah, 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 nah. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do mine now. Fair warning. Once I start talking, I like to go on for a good long time. So if you need to go back and tuck your daughter in again or whatever, <laughs> now might be a good time to do that. I'm gonna talk about a wide receiver here. 
uh, a second year wide receiver. And just to be clear, before we get the name out there, I'm not sitting here telling you that this guy's a wide receiver one stud, but I'm telling you that the people are fucking wrong about Gabriel Davis. Okay. Hang on. Oh, that one came up on me a little bit. <laughs> beer has been sitting here for a while. Next man, bring any ice. It's warm, you know, warm beer. Um, let's talk Gabriel Davis. Okay. So first of all, ADP wise, Gabriel Davis is being disrespected. Fantasy pros ADP have him at 73. Fantasy calculator has him at wide receiver 69, which is a 13th round guy. I mean, like these are, it's nice, these man. are guys you're going to cut from your team as soon as the draft is over. NFFC, the big money leagues have him at 54. So that tells you already out of the gates that uh, the people that are paying attention know a little more about what's going on. He's going behind other receivers like Marvin Jones, uh, Antonio Brown, who's not in football, uh, Cole Beasley, Michael Pittman, who disappointing is going to be um, nothing this year. And that hurts me to say that because I loved him a lot last year. Jameson Crowder, who again had a great season last year, but it's pretty much over. Um, but Gabriel Davis is, is primed to be a stud in the league. Last year, if you just look at that wide receiver class, and there were a lot of big-name wide receivers that came out last year, um, here's where he finishes among the class of of rookies last season. He was first in snap percentage over the last quarter of the season, 92% of his team's snaps. That's after John Brown went to the IR. By the way, John Brown's not on the team anymore. Um, He was on the field more often than – than Justin Jefferson was okay. 92% of his snaps led the class. He was number three in passer rating when he was targeted 109.4. That was Josh Allen's passer rating. Every time he threw the ball, this kid's way only behind Jefferson and Claypool he was number two in 10 zone targets. So when it came to scoring time, this guy had 10 targets from inside the 10 yard line. Only Brandon Ayuk beat him among the guys in that class. Number three in points over expected. You were talking about points over expected. Um, he scored uh, 24.2 more points than expected, according to Rotoviz, which apparently they get their stat from wherever you fucking said. I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Jefferson, Tyron Johnson beats him, but that's because nobody expected Tyron Johnson to score anything. Let's look beyond the wide receiver class last year. Let's look in the league, okay? So, like, he also put up some numbers relative to the whole league. He was number seven in the league in average depth of target. Air yards. Somebody on your show likes to talk about air yards, and everybody else makes fun of him. Who is that? Yeah, look, air yards are real. Real. Be trying to tell him. Number seven in the league in average depth of target. 15.4 yards per play among all the guys that had at least 15 um, yards per target. Uh, Only three of them had more than 60 targets. So, like – Deep down the field and a fair amount of targets is not a very common thing to happen. Gabriel Davis was among those three guys, and he only started in 11 games. He was number four in yards per reception in the whole league last year. He was number 11 of all wide receivers in fantasy points per target last season. Um, They had a late bye. It was a week 11 bye. So coming out of that bye, that's when John Brown went on to the IR. Wide receiver 22 in the league after that point without John Brown on the field. Again, John Brown's not on the field. Now, the argument that that can be made here is that the team brought in Emmanuel Sanders, and Emmanuel Sanders is going to take away from what Gabriel Davis can do. But let me refute that, okay? First off, Emmanuel Sanders 34 years old, okay? He's old as shit. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, he's a baby relative to some of us, but I'm sure he's at least <laughs> 10 years older than both of you. So Football years, he's old. He's, he's about done. Um, Manny's a short route runner. 
<laughs> I, th- I think Emmanuel Sanders is like a, a five-point-something average depth of target over the course of his career, at least over the, over the last six years or so. He's not typically a slot guy, but I think on this team it makes a lot more sense for him to go there. He did run uh, 27 28% of his, his snaps out of the slot last year, more than he had ever done before. So I think he's a bigger threat to a guy like Cole Beasley, who was a nice value last season than he is for for Gabriel Davis, who is in, I think, the perfect position to line up opposite Stephon Diggs and really open up this offense for everybody. Um, I'm going to give you some projections. You can see them on the bottom of the screen. Uh, last year's numbers, 35 catches, just under 600 yards, seven touchdowns. I think next year he's not going to go ape shit, okay? He's not a wide receiver one. He's not even really a wide receiver two for me. I got him at 49 catches. Um, 825 or so yards, nine touchdowns, because I think he's going to be a touchdown machine. That'll put him right around wide receiver 32. So to me, he's a really high ceiling flex play every week with a target floor that is as good or better than any of the guys that I just listed that are going ahead of him. So like, if you're looking for a home run flex play on every given week, I think Gabriel Davis is going to be that for you. And he's going to get five targets a game. Um, So that's better than a a guy like what Marvin Jones is going to be able to do. um, What Cole Beasley is going to be able to do this year on that same team. Uh, Antonio Brown's not going to have any because he doesn't play football anymore. He's begging right for the bucks to take him back. I think he's begging. Pretty Scotty much. Miller, though, baby. Scotty Miller. They don't need <laughs> Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson, my boy. Tyler Johnson. He's that guy. Scotty Miller went to my school. Okay. Okay. So you have bias. Okay. G S U. Don't know where. Uh, our engineer, engineer Antonio, he loves him some Scotty Miller. And, but every time he started, started Scotty Miller last year, he got he hated, he hated Scotty Miller. <laughs> you got to pick and choose your spots with a guy like Scotty Miller. But with Gabriel Davis, you don't. This dude over the last four, five weeks in the year scored a touchdown in all but one game. He got hurt in the playoffs. But in that first playoff game, he went for 85 yards on five targets. Like, he is – he's connected with Josh Allen at this point. He's shown the coaching staff and his quarterback that he can be a clutch big play guy. Look, she's walking around in the background again. Right. Adorable. How old is that young lady? Uh, it should be two in May. Jesus. Uh-oh. Your doorbell's going off. What the fuck is happening on this show? <laughs> is this why Javar never showed up before? Hey, probably. You're ruining my fucking show. Anyway, Gabriel Davis is – the man. What do you think about Gabriel Davis, Wolf? I love Gabriel Davis, man. I've been trying to scoop him up in all all my startup drafts this offseason and trying to get him as like throw in on all my all my transactions, man. Because like you said, bro, he he is a beast. And he started coming on towards the end of last year. He doesn't have John Brown to compete with no more. Like you said, Manuel Sanders, he's just a guy at this point. So I definitely think he's in line for a um, more opportunity now that he has a full another like like what a lot of these all these rookies they have a full offseason now to get more acclimated into the system. Um, I think I read a stat earlier today that said that they passed the most on first down. So all this but you know they're they they're not a running team. They want to pass the ball. So yeah, that's another thing going for him. And he was also last year he was fit uh he had uh fifth highest passer rating among rookie wide receivers when targeted. So I mean he has a lot of positive signs and you can benefit from the fact that once you get past the wide receiver twos the wide receivers is just all bunched up man like it's yep. you really have to like pick and choose you can you can pick and choose it at any round so 
Gabriel Davis is a perfect late round sleeper. Um, people are gonna see that ADP and just not even a lot of times you can catch casual fans just like really just auto picking at that point, man. So you gotta fucking scroll so far down the list just to find exactly, it. exactly. I, so, a, I think the tenth round of a startup that I just got doing, and I was over the fucking moon about it, even at the tenth round. Um, and, you know, people were were giving me all the credit for for finding him down that list. So I guess I'm not the only one here, but Gabriel Davis should be. Yes. It should be yes. great. Okay. Yes. I don't know what's going to happen to Javar, but we're going to take advantage of this moment. I got to, I got to do an okay. ad. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I got to take, I, I got to do a little ad here. So I'm going to, I'm going to cover our faces as beautiful as they all are with, uh, with this one. Okay. Real quick, guys. Real quick. Okay. There's, uh, if you hit over to Instagram and you find this guy at the Jersey Jungle, um, dude makes custom jerseys and he makes them for way fucking cheaper. Than anywhere else you're gonna find them on the internet. Super high quality shit too. Like these are like game quality jerseys. They're sixty bucks a pop regular, which is half the price of NFL.com. If you use the code TCK, you can see the deal right there on the screen. Ten percent off one or two of these. You want to get a three pack? Go ahead and do that. Fifteen percent off. You can get all the guys we're talking about today. Save yourself a shitload of money. You can get three jerseys with this deal for the price of one at NFL.com. It's the same quality shit. Or, or, Javar, if you want to get one that says fantasy in session on the back of it or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. right? 420 on the numbers. Los, I don't know how you guys do down there. Um, you can do it. He'll hook you up. It's not just it's not just football, custom, any sport, whatever it is. Go find the guy. Uh, he's on Instagram. He doesn't have a website. That's how he keeps his shit cheap, man. Just go find him on Instagram. Tell him we sent you. Tell him you want the best fucking jerseys in the game. Noise. Wait, wait. How you fucking turn this thing off? Okay, I got it. <laughs> you got it. Javar, you boomer. Javar, before I let you go on about who you're going to tell us about, I just want to get. I just want to take a second, okay? Okay. And tell you and tell the people that like, I respect the shit out of a good family man who takes care of their family, um, and like, I am cool with you going jumping off to go deal with stuff in your family because there's nothing more important. Then our families, man, when you become a, a husband and a father, like those are two jobs that pop to the top of your list. So good on you. I'm going to take a shot in honor of you. I wish <laughs> you would take one with me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to finish this beer. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Los, hit this one through your nose, bro, for us. <laughs> <I> got you. <laughs> Here's to families and doing it right. Doing it right. I'm going to finish this bottle tonight. Close. Woo! Oh, that's yeah. That, that'd be so far for me. He said that's close. That'd be far for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. All this right. Your, right. This your show in last week. I'm doing pretty good. I told you I'm an alcoholic. I have a problem. Mm. You ready we for your got- first guy? <laughs> we, we all got our advice. Exactly. Know. Exactly, man. Ain't nothing but a thing. So, my year two breakout guy that. I believe everybody is wrong on. It's Jared Judy. Shout out to that roll tie. <laughs> He's such a traitor. He's from Georgia. He's literally from Georgia. I hate you, Javar. <laughs> I hate you so much. Look, man, whatever you are is where you are, okay? Just nah, bro, fuck you that. <laughs> All right, but, you know, last year I know Jared Judy was supposed to come out and be that guy and be a stud, but he fell short. And he had a discouraging year, but year two should be much better. 
Last year he played through injuries, and he's seen the best corner each week as a rookie. As Sutton was out, and Luck just digressed, and I don't know what happened to Luck. Why well, I say you should buy in on him and get him for the low, you could probably get him for a second round now. Somebody might be so down on him for an early second round pick. You get on Judy, who's in a prime situation, who went against D1 competition last year. And next year, he's going to be going – yeah, D1, my bad. Who went against the number one cornerback on the team last year. And this year, with Sutton back, he should be going against the number two cornerback, maybe even three at times. So he should take advantage of that. And uh, and last year, as a rookie, he led the team in targets, air yards, which are big. Air yards, like you said, they are big, and receiving yards. He had a down year but finished with 47 catches, 12 drops, which was second most in NFL behind one of my other guys, Deontay Johnson, who led the NFL in drops. Wow, I know. But Judy also has 700 yards. In his rookie season, PIF graded him at 65.2, uh, which was 10th among all rookie wide receivers last year. He averaged almost 10 points in PPR per game and finished wide receiver 45. He is an elite route runner, and he generates consistent separation against DBs, especially at single coverage, which he should begin next year with Sutton back. And I'm not a fan out there at tight end. <coughs> Excuse me. On top of that, he had the highest rate of targets resulting in quarterbacks' fault in incompletions last year. According to next-gen stats, he all, he uh, almost had 200 extra yards if it wasn't for his drops and the production of quarterback play being consistent. Now, let's speak a little bit more on these drops. Let's go back to another roadside guy. We call him Amari Cooper. In his rookie season, Ooh. he struggled in 2015 and had 18 drops and led the NFL that season. In the second year, he bounced back and was wide receiver 14 in PPR and only had four drops. I'm not saying Judy is going to go as far as wide receiver 14, but he's definitely going to be in that back end wide receiver two, early wide receiver three range with the opportunity he should get. And I believe the Broncos may be playing behind a little bit. They let go some DBs. That, they kept Justin Simmons. Okay. But back to my boy Judy. Um uh, but more so back uh, to wide receiver two and early three, like I said, he could be higher if they reach up and draft a better quarterback, you know, that has that is more accurate. So at this point, he has a higher ceiling until after the draft and we see if Locke is going to be the guy. Um, but uh, if Locke is talking to him, there still is some us side. He threw a lot of passes beyond 20 yards at 16 percent, which was a, a high number for the NFL. So Locke is going to target him downfield. And that's pretty much my wrap on Judy. His uh, his hype has fell a little bit. And uh, I feel like that was because of the situation he was in. He was injured and learning the game against the top DBs. Now going to a second year, he still is an elite route runner. He still made plays. Some people fell on him. So you can actually go get some value on this guy because he's going to outplay whatever you got to pay for him. I tried so many times to go pick him up last year. Like I picked him up or, or traded for him or whatever. So many times in so many leagues last year thinking like, okay, he's re- I saw something on the field. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. But that quarterback play, that team play, it was just – and the drops, man, it was just never there. It was like one piece, a piece and a half away every year. So let me ask you both of you guys this question, okay? 
Um, Broncos are picking at nine here, right? A lot of quarterbacks in this class. One, do you think they're going to get a quarterback? Two, who's the guy that they should get? Um, which of these quarterbacks in that class that are going to be available uh, is the guy that will make Judy? Well, I don't know what y'all are. I don't know how much y'all know about the rookie class coming up. I don't know. You don't. You guys don't do offseason shows anymore. I think. So I, I don't know where the fuck your your rookie stances are. But like, well, uh, what do you think is going to happen? Let's make some pro- projections. So uh, for me, um, it's a possibility as a Falcon fan if we don't take Kyle Pitts. I'm hoping Denver Broncos step up to the plate and trade up and give us some access so they can get pick number four. But um, if 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 they don't trade up and get pick number four, they're probably just going to be left with Mac Jones if he don't go to San Francisco, in my opinion. And could he push a lot to start? It's a possibility he could. Yeah, they could challenge anybody. each other at least. We haven't seen anything from Locke to tell us that, you know, he solidified his spot. So if uh, Mac Jones – I mean, if Jones does go there um, – I could see it could be some chemistry there between him and Judy because they played at the same college. So it could be some, you know, some upscale there, especially especially if he beats out Locke and he plays. I hear uh, Jones is very smart in between the ears. He doesn't have all the physical tools, but what he has is between his ears. She don't like that take. Right. She does <laughs> not like the fucking take. Yeah. I, I personally, I hope they do draft a quarterback. And I'm under the belief that any of the, cause this is a special quarterback class. I'm thinking that anybody of the top five quarterbacks on the board. So, um, you know, not, you know, they're not getting Lawrence, of course, they're not getting fields, yeah. not probably not going to get Zach Wilson. So that leaves them with Mac Jones or Trey Lance. I would prefer Mac Jones. I think he's a little more NFL ready to come in and, you know, do numbers in his rookie year. I think, uh, Lance is a little more raw. So, um, I hope they do, man, because that is the biggest downside with Judy, man. Like, like you said, that that stat you just said, the most passes that were incomplete because of the quarterback or something like that. Like, that is an important stat. And and Drew Lock, what is this? Is that was his second year last year? So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, he still didn't fix any of that from when he, you know, got them them gains as a rookie. So, I don't see him getting any better, Drew Lock. So. I want them to take a quarterback because I believe that will help Judy the most. Um, if he doesn't, then I'm I'm kind of kind of down on Judy and redraft anyway. Can we speak on how great Cortland Sutton is? Who did? But Cortland Sutton is more of a contested catch player. I don't think Judy he he gets his off of route running like you mentioned. Like I know, but he's Judy could just throw that bitch up to Cortland Sutton and he gonna catch that shit because he's contested. But catch I feel player. like Judy's feel like, not that. Like I feel like you should be hitting Judy. Judy, Judy, uh, you, you like, should you definitely. <laughs> It should be easier to hit Judy, but right. it didn't happen last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it didn't happen. You know what these? You know what these two guys could be if they had a quarterback. Do you know what these two guys could be? When I watch those two players on the field, I think they could be a mirror image of of fucking Mike Evans and Chris Godwin yes. for Tampa Bay. Like they do the same things as those two guys. You know, not not as well yet. Obviously, nobody's Mike Evans, right? Mike Evans is fucking ridiculous but a court and sudden plays like that and jerry mm-hmm. judy can absolutely play like chris Godwin. if they had a quarterback to throw it to him um and i like trey lance like if they get trey lance who's not I like who's my target for rookie drafts by the way i think he's going to be the best fantasy quarterback outside of outside of fields i think he probably even better than trevor lawrence over the next couple mm-hmm. of years just because this kid's going to run the ball like crazy but uh so there's so much potential in those guys and noah fans so much potential 
in these pass catchers. God, somebody just fucking give him a quarterback, right? Please. That's it. Please. Give him a quarterback and no defensive help, please. Definitely, <laughs> well, definitely that have one of the most like, their coaching yeah. staff says we're going to do defense first, second and third. And then we'll move on from and that's another that's another knock on Judy. Like they do have a good defense. They had a, a lot of injuries last year. Uh-huh. So they were they kind of you know they weren't as good as, as they should have been last year on defense. But with those players coming back, then I mean that's another another red flag on them. But hey, but go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. They let the corner, then they trade the corners and let the corners go. So that's kind of a question, if I'm not mistaken. But who was there? Bouye was Bouye there? Bouye? I think Bouye was there. He left. He went to Cleveland for fuck's sake. I think, right? Fucking Cleveland, man. Ooh, Cleveland, boy, boy, boy. God, I got boy, too many boy. Browns fans for the Browns fan friends for the Browns to be any good. That would ruin my life. Oh my god. Fortunately, <laughs> they're the fucking Cleveland Browns. Doesn't matter who's on the team; they're gonna fuck it up. Who's your team? Are, are you a Lions fan? We're gonna There's... talk about it in just a moment. Uh, about the same. <laughs> We're gonna talk about them in just a moment. Hey, Javar, before you hit us with your second guy, because you overachieved while you're mm-hmm. out there fathering like a champ, husbanding and like getting his PhD, champ, getting your goddamn in what? What's your area of study, sir? So I'm in the geography department, but I'm using geospatial uh, technology. So it's basically imagery from uh, the satellite, and I'm creating maps from it. So these. He lost me, dude. I don't know what the fuck he's talking muted? about. Oh, I'm muted. Yeah, my bad. I mean, I'm getting a PhD in a. I'm in the geography department, but I'm using satellite imagery to uh, basically create maps and uh, I'm be able to map out the water levels in East Africa. But uh, mainly uh, the imagery that I give satellites is similar to like how you use your GPS. Those are the type of maps I can create using your GPS with just with live data, the, uh, how they track where you're getting this COVID, how it's happening across the U.S. and they tracked it like that. Mm-hmm. I can right. use that's type of stuff I can do. So mm. fascinating stuff. In <laughs> a month from now, we're gonna talk about his what he's getting his PhD in and it's gonna be like brand new information because he's told me this like 10 times and like it's like a new story every time because it's, it's so time. like difficult to comprehend, bro. Like <laughs> I'm gonna change your name. From now on we call you Rand McNally himself. You guys might be too young to know who Rand McNally is. But we I'm used to have a book in our car. Everybody had a fucking Rand McNally Atlas in the back seat of their car, just in oh, case they got oh, yeah. That's going way back. I mean, that's like yes, fucking sir. long that's before you were born. I'm lost. Pull up, pull out the Atlas. I'm lost. Hey, uh, before we go on to the last guy that we want to talk about here, because Javar brought another one somewhere. He got bored during his map map class. I don't know how. <laughs> he changed your name and everything. <laughs> I don't know how he got bored during the map class. Um, let's just take a moment. Tell the, the people – where to find you, what they're going to find, when they find you. Um, they can go to my website because it's my website now. But tell them a little oh, bit about God. Fantasy and Session and why they should bother spending uh, their their very valuable, very limited time looking at your faces. Oh, All right. So, uh, like you said, we're Fantasy and Session. And uh, we just feel like we're bringing the culture to the fantasy football community. And um, um, when people give us feedback, they say they feel like it's kind of like barbershop flow talk. And that's and that's what we kind of pride ourselves on. Like we just hanging, kicking it and just kicking fantasy football stats. We all got our air, air expertise where we like to uh, be. Carlos like to speak analytics. Analy- <coughs> 
analytics, you know, numbers and everything. Gabe is more in between. He loves to, you know, look at he loves to see on his eyes and, and watch a lot okay. of games, right? And, and see what's going on with the play calling. And me, I more so love looking at the film and, and and putting a little numbers with it. So we all bring aspects to uh, the pod, and uh, that's 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 what we're here for for the people and uh, to help everybody out and uh, the network. Follow us on Fantasy Letter N session so fantasy in session um and that's caught me up that's caught me up so many times yeah because we we, like you you, everywhere we're at it's like a different way (laughs) we gotta get that down we definitely gotta get that down um podcasts we are on every podcast network or platform that you listen to podcasts on and like you said man we're just at barbershop talk having fun kicking it but also giving you nice um content stats everything everything to do with fantasy football I'll say I'll say this about these guys for you zero viewers out there. I'm sure somebody will watch this later, right? I don't know. Thanks. Whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna I'll, I'll say this about you guys. Like, uh, you've come a long way in a couple of years. I remember. I don't know who was it that reached out to me like two years ago, and you're like, "Hey, what's a microphone?" Like, you know. <laughs> Shut up, bro. We've come a long <laughs> way from there. Um, I think you guys are really entertaining. You're doing a lot of things with a lot of other people in the industry right now. Um, kind of, kind of big in the Twitter verse, which is, which is kind of cool. It's kind of cool to see, um, you know, I wish you guys would make more content in the off season here. You have, I think you've only done like two shows, but one of them was with what, right. from NFL network over there. Cool shit. Um, but, uh, you know, the season will kick back up again. These guys will get back on their regular schedules and they're absolutely worth listening to. Um, it, the, my one complaint, and I tell the wife this every time I get done with an episode of your show during the season, um, Los, you say the word bruh too much. I know. I'm, I'm I have too a old to words. understand what the fuck. <laughs> I don't even know what that word means. It's like, bro. Um, yeah. Bro, okay. Bro. So say that, but it's, you're from Atlanta. Like, I guess it's different down there. Whatever. <laughs> so now, you know, when I say bruh, I'm just saying, bro, you're talking <laughs> to me. I'm going to pretend yeah, like every bro. time you say bruh, you're just talking yeah. to me. Okay. And to, your to point, t- and to your point, though, we do apologize for the lack of content. It's just a very busy time for a couple of us. I'm working on my internship to graduate college. Gabe is in the process of moving back and forth from Florida to Georgia. We promise when we do get back on track, it's going to be better than ever. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm planning on we, – we're finna get on the road. I'm planning on putting – the fantasy and session um, pie, what we do, the courtroom system, planning on trying to have that every two weeks. Got some emotion, so I'm working on a little something. Tuesday, Make that shit happen. Last thing, stand up, Javar. Show them your beautiful swag. Your guys' logo mm, is fucking man. legit, and you can apparently you can buy that shit for everything. Look at, look at the fucking gun, yep. dude. You work out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Two push-ups every day. All right. <laughs> Look, man, as long as consistency. It's about fucking consistency. Yes, I'd show you mine, but I don't want to blind the camera with my, my absolute uh, brilliant whiteness. <laughs> I avoid the sun. I'm white, by the way. I don't know if you guys know. You guys know. <laughs> I'm not white, by the way. <laughs> Dude, the lighting, the lighting, the lighting in your room disagrees. The lighting in your room. <laughs> Freaking colonizers, man. Right? <laughs> Those guys. God. 
Hey, we've got one more guy to talk about really quickly, and then we'll just shoot the shit until people can't stand listening to us anymore. Um, so so I, I like as a Bear fan, I'm glad this guy came up. I wanted to talk about this guy myself. I couldn't bring myself to do it, though, just because of my love for Gabriel Davis. So, Mr. Rand McNally, tell us what we need to know about Darnell Mooney. What you need to know is he's that guy. The Bears love him. That's what you need to know. The organization love him. They love him so much. Is Miller is a guy in the past. They're trying to shop Miller and get him off the team, his inconsistent play. And let me tell you why. Darren Mooney, as a rookie, he flashed with horrible quarterback play. He finished the season with 61 catches, 631 yards, and four touchdowns, and only started nine games and only played 70% of the games after week nine, I believe. I mean, up to 70% of the snaps after week nine, I believe. But uh, back to his combine in college when he was at Tulane, he ran a 4.38 at the combine in the 40 which helped him consistently blow past uh, DPs and get wide open. But unfortunately, uh, Bears quarterback could not throw the football from the 20-yard line through the field goal goalpost. That's how horrible the quarterback play was last year. He was targeted for 20-plus yards down the field 22 times, which is 15 most in the league, but only caught a terrible four of those passes, uh, which is 17% completion rate which is 17 of his deep targets deemed uncatchable. So 17 of the 22 was deemed uncatchable. He only caught four. Need we do the math there? Oh, my goodness. Now, let me stop you for a second because you say uncatchable, but obviously I watched all of the Bears games like with bated breath on the edge of my seat. And when you say fucking uncatchable, and when you say wide open, I mean like every time this guy was running down the field – it was 15 yards past the safety, and the ball went another 15 yards over his fucking head every fucking time. Oh, I think I've like, seen one where it went behind him. <laughs> I, I, well, when Nick Foles was out there, it couldn't get to him. When Trubisky yes, was out yes. there, he threw it into the next goddamn state. He threw it to Wisconsin, okay? It was, it was so fucking frustrating to watch because this motherfucker shook however many safeties were over the top of him, play after play, after play, after play, and none of them fucking connected. None of it, this, this guy should have scored 20 touchdowns this year, last year. And it, it became to a point where I read about the guy. I was like, let me watch a couple games. I was watching, and they even got a, a YouTube little two-minute of video of him basically getting wide open on so many plays, and the football is nowhere in sight, right? And I just watched that. I was like, oh, this guy's a problem. So and, bad. And on top of his speed, Mooney is great after the catch where he he caused 17 missed tackles last season, which is tied for fourth with A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and Tyreek Hill. So, you know, after the catch, he's a major threat. Dalton is not as sexy as a replacement, but he is more accurate than the previous uh, quarterbacks, and he has produced top wide receivers such as not produced, but he has held it together to get the targets to a top wide eye guy like AJ Brown. I mean AJ AJ Green, my bad. Wrong color. Wrong color. <laughs> Look, you say he's not as good, but like 
the one thing that you knew Andy Dalton could do in Cincinnati for years and years and years was throw the ball up and let AJ AJ Green go get it. Like let right. him go fucking run under it. Like he can do that. He can fucking do that. And and Mitchell Trubisky just cannot. Can I tell you guys something crazy about Mitchell Trubisky? Which if you listen to me, my shows every time I come on, you know this already. But I think we've already decided that you don't fucking listen to my shows. I listen to yours. You don't reciprocate. You do listen. It's fucking fine. Um, uh, I didn't know, I didn't know about the candlestick kids. I knew about Look, it. I, just, I can't find them. I canceled my previous podcast, Your Football exactly. Fantasy. Exactly. anymore. So I'm only here. I'm only here. Or whenever you guys invite me on your show, I'm there too. Let me take this shot, and then I'm going to tell you something about Mitchell Trubisky that's going to make your fucking nuts shrivel up into your lower abdomen. Okay. I don't think I want that news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Mitchell Trubisky. If we go back to 1927, uh-huh. statistically, Mitchell Trubisky has the 33rd best passer rating of all time, basically. 33rd best passer rating of any quarterback going back to 1920. I think it's 26. Fucking 33rd best, which doesn't is not a huge number, but that's 100 years. Wow. <laughs> Andy Dalton, look, Nick Foles is the 34th best, and Andy Dalton Ooh. is the 32nd best. They're all right there. Boom, boom, boom. What is going on here? <laughs> well, I mean, like, you can is make stats for anything you want. Out of the top thir- out of the top 50, I think, like, 42 of them have played in the last 10 years. Like, it's just a different game. Yeah. It sounds crazy when you say it. Definitely. Did you get a good text there, Rand McNally? That's how you check uh, your phone. Dodge Coin is at 26 cents. Oh, my God. <laughs> Excuse me? What? Dodge Coin is a mean. Um, I don't even mean, know what that is. It's a mean crypto stock that's not really that doesn't really hold any value, but somehow it keeps rising up. It was at twelve cent probably uh, earlier today. Matter of fact, it was at twelve cent. Now it's at twenty six cent, and a lot of people bought in when it was at two or three cent and bought like thousands of shares, and now it's at twenty five cents. So that means Did you. Yeah, yeah, I got like fourteen. I got like fourteen hundred shares, and I'm up like. I don't have that many. I sold most of my shit, but I do have some shares. I don't know what that is. I'll say that. Let me say this about the stock market, though. I don't know what Dogecoin is or whatever the fuck. But my son and I started playing in the stock market at the same time as a summer project. He's eight. Okay, Um, so we both picked a couple of stocks and we bought into these stocks at the same time. I think right now I'm up like 147 percent. My son, who's eight is up 4,500%. The one stock that he said that he wanted to buy, the one stock has gone up 12,000% since we started this fucking thing. He's rich, and I'm sitting here fucking asking him for a handout so I can go get some goddamn McDonald's for the family. Wait a second. So what stock was it? Uh, Billy Billy. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Billy, Billy Billy owns all of the streaming rights for all of the the biggest esports video games in the world, it see it seems like it's kind of like a fantasy. You know, you always lose to that person that doesn't take it as serious as you. That leaves players, my you know, eight year old son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like for example, my girl, right? You know, on Robinhood, once you sign up, you get a free stock. So everybody gets like Groupon for like three dollars. These little bullshit ass stocks for like three or four dollars. Tell me why she gets freaking uh, Microsoft stock. 
<laughs> it's like valued at $250 now, just free. So she gets lucky there. And then she says she has a little bit of money left over. So she says, you know, I, I remember seeing a meme. It was called a Dogecoin. So I'm going to put my last little $6 into Dogecoin before it was even a penny, bro. It was literally less than a penny. She put $6 in. She mm-hmm. is up $257 now, bro, from $6. I'm like, bro, baby. like, I'm just going to close my eyes and pick shit now. Like, that's what I need to do. Dinners on her. Drinks yes. on yes. her. And then you're going to come on her later in the day. It's got to go somewhere. It's either going to go in her actually a good point. or it's going to go on her or it's going to go in the solo cup you keep next to your bed just for it. <laughs> if, you got kids, you don't, if you got kids, you don't want to keep a solo cup next to the bed full of jizz because you're going to sneak in there and drink that shit at some point in the day. Oh, and my you got to explain to them why their stomach feels <laughs> bad later. Because it's full of little use. We have from stocks and cryptocurrency to this. <laughs> never know. Jesus. No, 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 no. boy. We went from Daryl Booney to stocks. <laughs> His name is Darnell Mooney. But it's good parenting advice. Let me say it again for the parents that are listening. Don't keep a red soul or blue solo cup. I don't care. Full of jizz next to your bed so that your wife doesn't have to swallow it. If you have kids. Or it's a dog. It's not like somebody gonna drink that shit. It's not like this happened to you. <laughs> yeah, right. Because he doubled down on it. <laughs> it I, I, won't, I won't say. <laughs> I won't say whether or not the same kid that's beating me in the stock market accidentally drank my jizz. Because oh, if man. I said it out loud, then DHS would come after me, and I'm oh not. Wait, DHS? Whatever. Speaking of crying kids. Rand's got to fucking mute, mute his mic again for this shit. Hey, Los, since you're still yes, talking to me and he's not, you guys coming to this uh, this uh, this Canton thing? Yes, sir. Are you yeah. saying I should go? Te- bro, yes, that- bro. Come on. Let's go. Let's do this shit. Let's turn this since shit Other up. people are watching. Can you tell them about it so it looks like we're actually doing a show? Otherwise, my boss is going to get mad at me. So the fantasy football expo is being held on during Hall of Fame weekend, during all that good stuff going on out there. Um, and it's just going to be like a good networking event. Um, everybody's going to be able to get, you know, to network. It's going to be, I, I think it's like the only the event is only like three hours or something shit like that. But mm. it's going to be a great time for anybody trying to break into the industry. People that's in the industry are already going to be there also. But if you're trying to break into the industry, this is super important, I believe. So we're all going we're gonna get Dewey's to go, and you know, everybody. Everybody I know is going. Got yeah, it's gonna be a great. What, time. If, what if you're not trying to break into the industry? You just kind of do it sometimes for fun, and some people like it because that's kind of like where I'm at. Uh, which is you know, it's gonna be a whole bunch of networking going on. You never and, know, bro. You never you know, know. You never know. Meet people. You know. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Hey, have a drink. You know. You know. I like people. Yeah. I like people. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, but- but I don't want to catch the COVIDs because I'm old as shit and it might kill me. No vaccine? I got one. I got to get another I got one shot too. Tuesday. Yeah, I'm scared for the second one. I ain't going to lie. That's what they say. You get the chills, the chills and the flu-like symptoms. Which one did you get? Did you get Pfizer or did you get Moderna? Moderna. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, the hell I didn't. I got Pfizer. You know, Pfizer's from my town. Really? Oh, Alamazoo, Michigan. Pfizer's right down the fucking road. That's dope, I, painted, I painted some fucking 
Pfizer places back in the day. Used to own a painting company, sold it, retired. That's why I have time to drink all day and talk life goals. Fantasy, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you all about it at the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio, this August. This is going to be so fun, man. I can't wait. Can't wait. My screen says me, Mike. Hey, guys, I think we're pretty much done with the show at this point. If you're still watching, which nobody is, if you're still watching, um, you know, we might just hang out and just shoot the shit for a little while. But don't expect any more content from us, goddammit. You only get so much. You only get an hour of fucking content without paying for it. You can you can wire the money straight to me at Dwee's Nuts on your favorite pay app if you want if you want more content after an hour. But but this was a TCK pod episode four hundred and eighty nine. I don't have any idea what episode number it is. I've never gotten that right. And and Sky, who's the guy that runs a TCK, he yells at me every time. He tells me to get it right. I can't fucking get it right. Uh, this was TCK. TCK Pod episode something. We talked about some guys, um, and you should go draft the guys we told you to go draft and uh, win. Okay? Yes, sir. I'm yes, at Dwee's Nuts on Twitter. These motherfuckers over here. I don't know. Loso, in case you ain't no so. Uh, at Loso, no. My personal uh, Twitter is Javar in session, and our pod is Fantasy. In as the letter in session. You should get you should, you should, is that right? I don't know. Doesn't That's matter. Right. <laughs> but you know. You, should, you guys should you guys should check these fucking dudes out. They're cool. Um uh if you can get over the bruh, you're gonna be good. Bruh. <laughs> also, one other thing I'll say about your show. One other thing I will say about your show is this Javar. And I told Los, I told you this the first time we talked. Javar. Sometimes it sounds like you're reading from a script that you actually typed out on your computer word for word. <laughs> I, used to, I used to type it out. Now not yeah. even bullet points, so I get a little... Bullet scared. points, man. And then I, you got to fucking go off the cuff in between. I know you're a, like a PhD. You're used to the notes and the books and shit, but like you just got to go. You just got to flow better, man, sometimes. I got you. <laughs> Look, don't get mad. You can't make he has mad. gotten way, way better... Not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to tell me, like, bro, are you reading me uh, chapter 13 or, or what? <laughs> In your math book. Pause in between periods and shit. Right. So, I, so, so I, I had to, you know, switch up the flow, breaking up. So, yeah. Appreciate it. So, we're going to go to this thing. We're going to play a game of flag football. Is that right? Ooh. Man, I, might, I, might, I might play a play of flag football. What's wrong with you? How old are you? Yeah, I'll be like the wide receiver four. (laughs) I'll come in on third downs. (laughs) I'm playing slot, 10 yards and under. You feel me? I got them hands, though. I got them hands, bro. I'm a basketball player. You know what I'm saying about basketball players in football? You know what I mean? Julian Edelman back from retirement just for a flag football game in fucking Canton, Ohio. I I learned in an early age, stay within yourself. As long as you stay within yourself, good things will happen. <laughs> no, you got to stretch yourself. Become more than you are, Javar. That's what they told me in fucking middle school. Yeah, Become you- more than you are because who you are today is wildly worthless. That's what they said to me. And that's when you end up on, on the, on the side. Oh, my hamstring. Oh, shit. And I got to go to work on my And I got to fly on this plane back. What the hell? I got a shoulder thing. I got a fucking two knee thing. I'm 40 years old, man. I can't get out there fucking play. I heard, gonna... I heard a comedian. He was like, 
once you get in that third, he, he look at life with a first quarter, second quarter. Once you get in that third quarter, you can't be out here doing shit that's going to fuck up your fourth quarter. So if you know you're in your third quarter, don't be out here trying to snowboard down the hill when you ain't never snowboard and break some. That's going to affect you in your fourth quarter because you can't heal like you used to. But so, you know, that's where I'm at. With it, it. In rebuke of that comment, medical science has come a long way. So go ahead. They can put a fucking, they can put plastic parts in you and you'll be fine. Plastic (laughs) fucking parts. Okay, I'm going to stop the broadcast now because I don't think there's any value here. What is, last word, last word. What it, what, uh, give me a, give me a, a, a off the wall fucking crazy hot take fantasy football prediction that you've never told anybody before. And then I'll, then we'll go. Mm. Hmm. Oh, I'll go first spot. while you guys think about it. I'll okay. go first. Okay. Here's my crazy, ridiculous fantasy football adjacent off the wall take. It's, it's a hot take. Jordan Reed, who retired and then came back and then retired again with 38 concussions is going to kill himself before 2025. That's what the brain injuries do to you. Who's next? Oh, wow. place. <laughs> um, I would go out and say that Mike Davis is going to be more than what you think he is this year. What he's if going I think to be the starter. Be the, <laughs> the starter. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Gerald Everett. It's going to be a tight end one. In Seattle. I like that one. Will Disley's done. You're saying Will Disley's done. It's a Gerald Everett show in Seattle. He's so so done. He's burnt bacon and they put him in trash a while ago. Nice. His body said he was done, bro. He just can't stay healthy. I love me some Disley. And, And Everett is just. More athletic, and Wilson loves to target the tight end, so it's just a match made in heaven. I love it. I love it. All right, guys, that's TCK Pod episode something. Um, uh, I'm Louis nuts. You got Javari, got Los. Gabe's a piece of shit, so he didn't show up. He tried to show up at some point in the show. I said, you know what? I don't. I'm not interested in seeing your face, so I, I fucking kicked his off. He's no longer welcome. Well. He's not welcome on the show. Let's just put it that way. You can find these guys at Fantasy In Session. Try with an eye. Try without an eye. Maybe you'll figure <laughs> out at some point. You'll find um, us I'll later. talk to you guys again soon. Viewers, I'm going to catch up with you guys again soon. Check in every Tuesday and Thursday in the offseason. Um, we're hitting you with content. I think Lucas and I are getting into the rookies next week to get you prepared okay. for that NFL draft, which we're all fucking hard as shit for. So let's make that happen. I'll talk to you listeners later. Me and these assholes are going to get drunk or stoned or whatever we do over the next however long Javar's little baby girl will let him be up. Um, and, uh, yeah. And ju- uh, wait, Paul, Javar, did you put your uh, name on there? Or- no, hey, he, this, changed this- he changed it back. He changed it Oh, okay. You missed the eye. I was about, I was about to kill Javar, boy, because he knows for some typos too, boy. That's <laughs> I wrong. I've been drinking. I'm almost done with this bottle of Jack. That's his name. Sison. Sison. come on come on it's fucking french all right guys we'll see y'all later um like i said tuesday 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 we'll see you there oh peace out thank you for listening to believe 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.